Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong. I feel my pecker tingling, balls are jingling too. Come on and tell me whether I can link them together with you. I need a hot slip mommy to slip my slimy into. I must be over eager, cause even your beaver will do. Get it up, get it up, get it up, let's go. Your butt is too slow. Start hopping like a rabbit in the snow. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, my dear. Hot cheese in your ear. I know it's not easy for you hanging from that chandelier. I need a new position for sperm worm fishing with you. I want to jam my putts in with both my nuts in your shoe. I feel my pecker tingling, balls are jingling too. Come on and be so pleasant to pump my president in you. Yay! Welcome to Silver and Gold. I'm not responsible for that. Uh, so, uh, welcome to <laughs> episode... I almost chuckled a couple times. Though. Something, something. 70. Because we fucked up and didn't do a sexual thing for episode 69, which was last. Oh, well. So, we got a Christmas... Or a holiday episode because we're atheists and we're trying to kill the Christ in Christmas. Uh, this week we're doing Trading Places from 1983 and Scrooged from 1988. Uh, a couple of uh, probably pretty well-known uh, uh, comedies. One is Christmas themed. The other one just takes place at Christmas. We'll get into those. Uh, one I had never seen before. Well, not all the way through. So... <laughs> How are you, sir? How's your week been? Oh, I, uh, I did I say? I didn't say. That I'm the loaf, <laughs> and with me, Dr. Zom. Hey. And how um, are you, Dr. It's Zom? It's good. It's uh, kind of Christmassy spirit, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And a little bit. I'm, I'm getting a little bit. Okay. Um, but everything's pretty good. I'm, you know, uh, whatever. Oh, I'm fat. I'm so, full of fucking beef right now. Full of ground the other white beef. meat. The um, I'm, I'm I'm losing my Christmas spirit as days go by. As I get harassed by more and more fucking just mean people, and <laughs> it's killing me? it, man. It's what on Facebook? It. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, I don't know. You know, whatever. It'll be over soon. Um, yes, tomorrow's the world. Yeah, by, the, by, the, by that I mean the world. Apparently. I feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was only one three. Um, so, the rules. So, uh, you had a, how, how was your week movie-wise? Did you, did you watch anything fun? What, what, what have you been watching? Why don't we mix it up a little and talk about what we've been watching this week? Did you watch anything fun? Um, I'm embarrassed of that intro song. Why did I even use that? What a piece of shit. Anyway, it's, what, so, what if, <laughs> it's so cliche. French Ugh. fucker. Um, I watched Godzilla, and this is the Matthew Broderick, Hank Azaria, and Jean Reno uh, joint venture. 
How did they sucker? Um, how did they sucker Jean Reno into that? Jean Reno, lots of moolah. Mm-hmm, yeah. This was supposed to be like you know, because after like Jurassic Park and that shit, this was supposed to be. I think they really had thought this was going to be a franchise, and this was gonna, really going to be a big blockbuster. Um, I still, I, I, I have a few problems with it. I mm-hmm. don't like the um, Godzilla being pregnant. And the, I thought I thought sort of that thing was almost like a a uh, takeoff or a ripoff of the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park mm-hmm. because with Godzilla being so big, there's uh, uh, only a certain kind and a certain amount of interaction he can have with the people. Whereas if they have these small ones that are chasing people around, so. But I do like in the Japanese Godzilla movies, the newer ones. That I think they actually, I think Jake and Oily Maniac actually said that uh, they address this movie sort of in those movies by saying in one part of one of them that, uh, you know, in America, they thought that they had seen a sighting of Godzilla or Godzilla had went to America, but it was a different creature. Oh, I remember somebody telling, I don't remember which movie that was. I think my brother told me that because he watches all the Godzilla movies pretty religiously. Because this thing doesn't look like Godzilla and it doesn't go. And, it, and his back doesn't glow before he breathes nuclear yes. smoke. Um, which, you know, that leads me to mention uh, the trailer for Pacific Rim, which you don't want to watch or know anything about. So I won't say anything about it. <laughs> I, wanna, uh, I don't want to watch the trailer. I want to see the movie. Yes. I just, I'm not going to know. I'm, I'm going to keep my... Keep my uh, Elba. Yeah. Um, keep I the like mystery him. alive. I wish I was him. I'd fuck all kind of women. Uh, I watched Ghostbusters. Uh, Yay. Ray. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, who we'll be talking about a little bit more in depth later. Mm-hmm. Harold Ramis, who I really like and looks like my brother-in-law. And <laughs> Ernest Hudson and Signorni Weaver. And Emily Tra. Well, I'm not going to say her last name. Um, her boyfriend. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this was funny. More it's still- anus. Anus. Rick Emily's more anus. anus. Rick more anus. Oh, more anus. I watched it while I rode my gazelle. And I, I <laughs> the gazelle is not crippling me like it did when I first started riding it. What the hell is a gazelle? It's like Tony Little. I'm Tony Little and this is the gazelle. Oh, like, like an exercise bike or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn. I bought one of those. And the first time I rode it, I swear to God, I could literally almost not walk for... The next day, and maybe in the second day, because I mean, it stretches the fuck out of your calves and some leg muscles. Oh my god, we need a movie of this. I need to see this thing in action because I think it might be ridiculous. It's it's good to watch movies because you get like a workout while you're watching movies. Uh, <laughs> um, the Gazelle Glider. Oh my god, I hate that thing. I, we need a movie of you it, riding this it, thing. It only cost about a hundred and maybe twenty, thirty bucks. It's light, so you can pick it up, move it, and you can get a good work. The so best you shut up, he, fat the, hippie. The best was when he would like pause in midair. Yes, I pause in midair. Uh, oh my I'm god, have guns of steel. Um, I watched the. Uh, I watched Deceiver. And this, you shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't you make fun of me! And I do it naked too. I was doing yes. my boxer shorts the other day with tennis shoes on. Um, 
which was funny. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I need a ponytail though. A bear riding a gazelle. Yes. Oh, beautiful. I'm trying to figure out a way that like to use it for sexual <laughs> purposes, and you can collapse it, put it on your bed. Uh, let's see. Deceiver. This is Tim Roth. Uh, Christopher Penn and Michael Rooker. And it also has, uh, what's her name? That squishy lemon sucking face girl. Renee Zellweger. <laughs> and um, the not, um, oh, Roseanne Arquette. <clears throat> okay, this is pretty good. I think it came on the, on the heels of Reservoir Dogs. So mm-hmm. Roth and um, uh, Penn were probably like, hey, yeah, we made that movie together. Uh, so this was this is pretty good. It has a lot to do with uh, you know people taking polygraphs and stuff like that. So uh, it was on this. So it's probably one of those MGM. Um, I can't remember. Is it MGM that does whatever? It, I don't give a shit. It's 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 worth a watch. Check it out. Uh, watch Leon the Professional with Jean Reno. So that's a uh, Jean Reno double douche. <laughs> and his uh, this was like a. Um, I would imagine that some of the people in Nambla like this movie, uh, and also Hard Candy, but this one too, because mm-hmm. uh, they even admit that uh, there were some scenes that were cut, and that um, you know, I, you know, uh, Matilda uh, was uh, it says that she's in love with his face, Leon. Yeah. And he's a man and she's a little kid and she tries to kiss him and, and dances sexy for him but I still like it Gary Oldman is awesome in it um, uh, when he takes his pills uh, you know he probably <laughs> has a nerve problem and you know he likes his Beethoven uh, let's see <laughs> that's fun to watch uh, I want to get it on Blu-ray but I haven't yet I almost pulled this drink the other day and bought it at the Walmart but I bought a Bushmaster AR-15 instead um <laughs> Next thing I watched feeling was... Feeling disgruntled, sir. What? <laughs> feeling disgruntled, sir. You got to get your... Get, I mean, the bad thing is now that the government is buying up all the ammo. Oh, God. Like, I got to uh, hurry to Walmart. Sorry. The U.S. government um, has bought up all the forty caliber ammo. And um, I can't remember what other, other shit that they always say. <laughs> you mean that they're really doing? Yeah, okay. um, I watched Prairie Home Companion uh, for the first time. This is a really good movie. It's a uh, Robert Altman, I believe. And uh, if you watch Mash or some of his other movies, you know his movies are are like a a big grand thing where they have lots of characters kind of walking around and interacting, and it's almost like you are a fly on the wall. <clears throat> so you're seeing, you know, at one minute Meryl Streep. And Lily Tomlin are over here talking, and then you kind of go in another room, and Kevin Klein's in there with Woody Harrelson or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just kind of go around. It's like you're there, but on the on behind the stage, on the stage, uh, and witnessing all this stuff. Uh, it's a it's a good movie. I really liked it. It, um, it had um, Lindsay Lohan in it, and I know they said like you know uh, about how um, you know at one time she was a, a good actress before she kind of like you know became a train wreck. Um, she's the weakest part of this movie, I think. But her her character isn't that. I I just I don't know. Maybe it, I was distracted because she was such a she's such a fucking retard. But John C. Riley and Woody Harrelson have some pretty funny shit in this. Um, 
And Virginia Madsen. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what a babe she was. Ooh. I watched Killer Joe with uh, Matthew McConaughey and um, oh, Emil Hirsch and the guy that played in the wine tasting movie. Um, Giamatti. No, no, no. The other one. Oh, uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. And um, the ch- <laughs> What? <laughs> the girl that was in the movie with, um, like, the movie Bound that kind of has the hot mouth mm-hmm. and was in Showgirls that played the bad Oh, woman. Gina Gershon. She's in it, and you see her beaver. Nice. <laughs> uh, the movie is by um, the guy that did the French Connection. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, what's his name? Real William Friedkin. Because I can't remember anybody's name. Oh. <laughs> I can never remember anybody's name. It's <laughs> by the guy that did French Connection. No, uh, it's pretty good. It's uh, definitely different, and it is dark. Uh, I need to watch that. I've, I've, that's some, I've, I've been prompting people on the GGTMC Facebook group to give me some uh, movies that I need to see for the year end uh, if I want to make a list, and that's definitely been uh, mentioned a couple times. So. so, Some people said something to the effect of like, this was like a, maybe a dark comedy. I didn't see anything funny. <laughs> it's dark. Uh, I watched WAD, which was a documentary about uh, the king, John Holmes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good because I think that at one time – <clears throat> they actually, like back in the porno days, made a documentary about him, but it was kind of a bullshit faux documentary. Uh-huh. Then the guy that did um, uh, Wonderland, this was the second disc in the Wonderland uh, DVD thing where Val plays him and the Wonderland murders and everything. Um, but what they did was they took that and they actually made – they added like uh, – Interviews with uh, old porn stars and and um, um, what's his face that made uh, Paul Thomas is Paul Thomas Anderson is the Boogie Nights guy yes and the other one is the hack that Mila Jovovich Paul W S Anderson <laughs> um, but so it was funny because like they would be interviewing some of these old porn stars and like one one was like he was he was just a big sweetheart he was so nice and everything and then the next person they'd interview somebody else and they'd be like he was the biggest piece of shit i ever met in my life <laughs> selfish he was a drug addict he was a dick he was an asshole but it's interesting and it's and it's uh you know just kind of gives you some insight on that time um and if you watch Boogie Nights and Wonderland you want to watch this uh let's see i watched Stash House Okay, now this was uh, one of the uh, from our uh, resident uh, gold star, old Dolph Lundgren, and um, I had this on my. I downloaded this from iTunes, and I had it on my iPad for probably. I don't know if you get it for like a month, and I was down to the last couple days for some reason. I just want to pull the string and watch it. Um, it's not bad. Uh, some people do some stupid stuff, though. Like um, this house is is um, has this really great security system with all these cameras. It's almost like the whole house is a safe house. So if you're in the house and somebody's trying to get in, there's pretty much no way possible that they can get in. Uh-huh. But two dumb fucks, the man and the woman that are in the house, decide we, we've got to we've got to go for help. You know, <laughs> 
you're in there. You could live in there forever, you know. But Dolph is big and he's menacing. Um, <laughs> he is. Uh, but not like – I mean, you know, he, he just – I don't know. He was he was uh, kind of uh, laid back or a little bit more understated, but still, you know, he's just big and mean looking. Uh, the Hunting Party with Richard Gere, Terrence Howard, the guy from – Social network, the big curly haired. Uh, yeah, Eisenberg. Eisenberg's in it. Um, I like this movie. I've watched it a lot. Uh, I like the subject matter. It's got some funny stuff in it. Um, Richard Gere is really good in it, and uh, Terrence Howard's really good in it too. And uh, so I, uh, yeah. And this one is one where after I watched it, I went and looked up because it's based on a true story. I went and looked up a lot about the real story and about the guy, the real guy that was Fox, the Serbian guy that was, the, you know, one of the leaders that went around murdering and raping and mm-hmm. killing lots and lots of people, which they caught him. Uh, not, I mean, you know, it was a year or two ago. They actually finally caught him. I watched Ted with Mark Wahlberg, and <laughs> this was a fucking abortion and a piece of shit. <laughs> it was. I seriously, it was a struggle to get through how fucking bad this was. Um, <laughs> I like Family Guy, but this was just, I mean, I don't know. It, uh, what's his face? Family Guy. Yeah, Seth. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rogan. <laughs> Seth Rogen. No, um, what is that guy's name? I'll have to look it up. Go ahead. Or green, whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it's just, it really sucks. And Mark Wahlberg is not fucking funny, and he sucks. And when he's trying funny at light, Eve. Okay, like when he was in the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the the, the Scorsese one. Yeah, the Scorsese. You know, at least he's playing a a fucking asshole Boston uh, (laughs) dick, which, you know, that's what he is. But you know, oh my god, dude! And I mean, you know, people give me shit about uh, thinking Mila Jovovich is hot uh, because she doesn't have any boobs and she doesn't have any butt. Mila Kunis, I'm sorry, but her body is not you know, much different. Uh, I guess you know it's tomato tomato. Every some people like uh, vanilla, some people like chocolate. I love chocolate. Mm. Nom nom. Um, I was uh, looking up. Uh, I, okay, let me ask you. A, 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 I don't know a sensitivity or a politically correct question. Okay. About silver and gold. Oh. Post a picture of a really hot African American woman in a bikini. Uh-huh. And then underneath of it, I post a YouTube clip in the comments of the Rolling Stones song "Brown Sugar." Right. I mean, you taste so good. Is that is that um, insensitive or politically incorrect? Or I mean, that's what, that's what the song's about. I mean, no, but I mean, I, the, the, I'm just saying about you know these lib, liberal pussies that are on our group. I get all fucking offended. <laughs> so anyway, I almost ooh, there was a couple of my yeah. Uh, anyway, so anyway, did uh, you get commented? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, I just, oh. Should. No, I I, it's fine. It's I mean, it's what the song's about. You know, it's 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 funny. By by finding African American attractive. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Racist. Like, uh, you know, I was raised in North Carolina. What can you do? I'm trying to bring the world together with my penis. Uh, 
I watched uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle again because you kept talking about it. Yay. Love this movie. Um, and I posted a picture of Robert Mitchum on our group. Now, is it okay for me to put brown sugar, how come you taste so good, in a comment of Robert Mitchum's picture? <laughs> that is racist. Uh, let's see. Uh, and the last thing I watched was The New Centurions, and this is a fucking awesome movie. We should have reviewed it instead of The Choir Boy. <laughs> it's awesome. It is really, really good. You you would like it. Uh, it's got... Uh, Dorothy Scott, Stacy Keach. Uh, it's got Eric Estrada in it, and I think it's probably his first movie. Nice. Uh, it's really, really good. And uh, this is awesome. It's excellent. We should review it sometime when we review movies. Maybe next week, because we don't know what the <laughs> hell we're doing yet. <laughs> okay, so that's all I have. And I watched uh, some episodes of Cheers, and I forgot how funny that was. Nice. Some of good. And, you know, it, it's a little bit uh, ridiculous, but it's fun. I wish I had a bar like that where everybody my name. Well, I me did. too. Um, let's see. <laughs> I watched... <laughs> I, I watched the, the, the John Woo movie I, t- I teased last week. Uh, started a little mini debate on the, on the Facebook group. Um, William Friedkin. William Friedkin in... Hard boiled. Oh, and it also has Chow Yun Fat. And this movie, unlike The Killer, is fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome. Same. Um, now, and and, I, and and I've talked about The Killer before. My issues with it is the is the killing. Yeah, I mean it's totally over the top. It's, it doesn't need to have all the killing. Um, no, it, the the relationship with the blind chick in that movie is just ugh, stop it. And the music's really bad. But that's that's pretty on that's pretty par for the course for Wu. But this one just almost almost decided to forego the uh, a female a female character altogether and just had the two dudes this arguing and shooting the shit out of everything and it was awesome so um so on Sammy um next uh, I watched bad education uh this is another Almodovar movie um this is an NC17 Almodovar movies. Watch like all of his movies. I'm I'm working through them. I, all of I, yeah yeah. I've got a I've got another one. I've got Matador now from Netflix. Uh, the disc waiting to watch that. So I love Pierce Brosnan. He is spectacular in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal and some other dudes I don't recognize. Um, but this one it, it covers the topic of. Um, uh, Catholic priests touching little boys. So uh, this is good shit. Good one, good one, good one. I liked it a lot. One of my favorites of his. Is it your favorite Catholic priest touching little boys movie? Easily, hands down. Mm, hands, hands down. Yeah. Oh. Hands down, little boys <laughs> pants. It is the best. Wait. Um, I, then I watched right after to stay in the Christmas spirit. I watched Love Actually. <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my, my toes. toes. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> fucking Bill Nighy, whatever his name is, is really funny in this movie. And I love it. It's like, let's get pissed and watch some porn. Uh, <laughs> I own this movie on DVD, and I've not seen it maybe in 45 years, so I'm glad I watched it again. It's too long. The end is dumb, but I love it. I get choked up and I'm gay. 
Uh, next movie I watched. You're an uh, American. You love dumb. <laughs> I watched Blind Rage. Um, I watched this on VHS. Now, unsatisfying fart. It's a funny. This wasn't on. on this movie wasn't unsatisfying fart. Uh, now the fart I just let. No, well, this movie was too. Um, now listen to the synopsis. Doesn't even stink. Five friends get together and decide to plan an operation to rob a bank. The main difference between this and other bank robbing gangs, however, is that all five men are blind. So almost the entire movie is them setting up the bank robbery and then doing it. All the while, I'm promised this is a Fred the Hammer Williamson movie. Well, he's literally in it for 10 minutes at the end of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So it ended up being kind of boring because there was no Fred the Hammer. I was I was telling somebody at work the other day, for some reason, I have no idea. What, they were talking about a dog. And somebody gave a dog, or oh, uh, blowing pot smoke in a dog's face, something like that. And it just hit me. I've seen a movie recently where a guy sticks a cigar in a dog's mouth, and I cannot think of what it was. It was the hammer in the Jake Brown movie. <laughs> yes. That's weird because I was just talking about blowing weed in a dog's face tonight with my wife because. Trying um, to make your dog's leg feel better. Yeah, she said something. Um, I don't remember what, I mean. I made the joke about, uh, oh, joint. We should get them some uh, joint relief or something like that, like medication. And I was like joint relief, and I like did the the you know smoking. She put joint. a plastic bag over his head and blew <laughs> pot smoke on it. But then I, you know, people have told me that if dog, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but that if dogs dogs can feel the effects of marijuana for like two days, and that would be fucking miserable. <laughs> I would never do that. Oh. Poor guys. Don't you feel the effects of marijuana for two days? No. You feel like two hours. And if you hit if you hit like three or four hours, you're like, fuck, enough of this already. Fuck. Um, so I needed to watch a better Fred the Hammer, so I watched Hell Up in Harlem. This is the yeah. sequel to Ooh. Black Caesar. And this was mm-hmm. real this is so much better. Um fuck, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. This is uh Larry Cohen. Are the scuba diving? <laughs> yeah, Fred the Hammer scuba diving. He wears the he wears the um the uh, wetsuit top, but just like a speedo underneath. So, mm-hmm. um, this is a mustacheless Fred the Hammer. Um, he does. Wait, smoke did you like him better, mustache? Sans mustache or mustache? I like I like him better now. He granted he did get the name the Hammer from a unmustachioed role, but I do like Fred the Hammer with the mustache better. Well, he was the Hammer when he was in football. Oh, was he? Okay. Well, I, yeah. I'm just and thinking of the movie The Hammer. Well, he probably did. He have a mustache then. Uh, no. Okay. And he was in MASH, the movie. You know what? Never made it all the way through MASH. That's one movie I've never finished. You know what? I have OT now, and that fucking goddamn, those two hamburgers are just, the grease is just soaked in this. <laughs> I can feel it. Um, my fingers. I really like the way that uh, Larry Cohen films these movies. They're almost like, they, they, it almost seems like you're out in the street, and mm-hmm. I think maybe even in the first one, he they didn't have any filming permits. I don't know if yeah, that was the yeah, same for this. They didn't because the, you could tell. <laughs> yeah, people are just walking by, like they like kind of look surprised when Fred the Hammer staggers by with a bloody gut. They, they keep walking. <laughs> yes. um, this one doesn't look. You don't notice it quite as much, but you still get that feeling at times that they're kind of just like, okay, this is the scene we're going to do next, and they just go out and do it. Um, but yeah, it's good shit. Um, so I stayed on the black exploitation kick, and I watched Dolomite. Um, I'd never seen this movie and man, 
wow, I'm glad I watched it because this is okay. If you've seen Black Dynamite and not this, this is pretty much what Black Dynamite is is a. How from. about the, when he when those bitches go to pick him up when he gets out of prison <laughs> and he just takes his fucking clothes off there and changes and he's and got he, his like boxers pulled up to his nipples and he throws his dirty clothes at the guard like here, take these in for me. Take these uh, in for me, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm fucking Rudy Ray Moore is hysterical. Now his little stage act gets a little old, um, but him as uh, oh this is this is low Stick budget filmmaking. It's so oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just talk about it. I watched it today. I watched. I finished it up today before we started. But I guess the sequel to Dolomite. I watched uh, the Human Tornado as well. And this kind of like takes the Dolomite. He's he he takes the Dolomite like story and kind of makes it almost silly. This is kind of like a step between not that Dolomite wasn't silly, but it was silly because it was like $50 filmmaking. This is silly just because it's almost, it's like a step between Dolomite and um, Darktown strutters that in that kind of feel, you know, there's a lot, he's like, just so you know, that was me running down the hill. Here's an instant replay. And it like rewinds, you know, that kind of shit. Um, and you get to see uh, Rudy Ray Moore's dick as he's rolling down the hill. Um, nice. The figure of a man. He's still like a real man. He's what? Like a real man. Yeah, he was a little potatoey. He's a little, a little soft around everything. So, um, and speaking of soft around everything, I watched Magic Mike. Wait, wait. Um, this is my Matthew McConaughey movie for the week, I guess. Um, we rented this at Redbox. Uh, watched it with a group of friends, and um, pretty good. Um, I'm still on the. I'm still in the camp that I've not seen a Soderbergh movie I disliked. I didn't love this one, but. You know, it's pretty good for what it was. It was uh, when it started off. I was like, I hate all of these assholes. They're all douchebags. And as the movie goes on, you you know, it you know, fucking Channing Tatum. He's like a potato with a goddamn <laughs> ears. And he's well cast in this. And oh, he plays dipshit. Yeah, well, wow. he plays yeah, well, he plays a dipshit uh, stripper, male stripper. But um, but he's a really you good know what would be even better though if it was like back when they made um. Like Roadhouse, he'd be a stripper with a degree in philosophy. Uh, he, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, but he's a really good dancer, and so they they t- take advantage of that big time. So, so. Yeah. Uh, went well, to didn't the. He used to be a stripper in real life at one time. I don't know if he was a stripper, but he was in one of those like Step Up movies or something like that. So I think that's how he got his his start. Is those one of those dancing movies that fucking Emily would like? Emily and Erica. That's piece of shit movies so um the uh let's see i watched we went to the theater and watched looper now this i've already talked about my adoration for this one my wife hadn't seen it um still still awesome and i was pissed because um after i saw it the first time uh ryan davis is that isn't ryan i can't remember his name the director uh former coach of unc Tar Heel football um they he he released a um, Ryan Johnson. I don't remember his fucking name. He Ryan released uh, a, an MP3 um, uh, commentary that you could take to the theater, like on an iPod, and listen to it while you're watching the movie. And I got all the way to the theater and sat down and realized, fuck, I forgot to, <laughs> to get the goddamn commentary. So I'll have to watch it again. Um, it's at the two dollar theater, so I might just go when I have a day off and. Maybe next Wednesday, I have a day off after Christmas, so maybe I'll go and get that commentary and give it a listen. It'll be the third time I'd seen it. 
Um, and besides the two movies we watched, um, I did uh, did some end of year cramming, as the gents like to say, and I watched uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Uh, I missed this when it played at the theater, and um, this is pretty. It's it's pretty good. I I uh, didn't know what to expect going in. I thought it was going to be a little more fantastic than it was. And when I say fantastic, I don't mean like great. I mean fantastic. Fantastic. As in, yeah, as in like as in fanciful or you know unrealistic. And there's really not as much as I thought there was. And it's kind of depressing at times. Uh, the little girl, don't recall her name, but she is by far the highlight of the movie. She's phenomenal. Um, worth seeing alone just for her. I know this is one of uh, the Bryn's favorite movies of the year, and it's up there for me. I mean, this is this is certainly going to be in the top ten somewhere. So, the Bryn is usually pretty solid with his picks. He is. He is. I have to he doesn't to let me also. down. Don't let me down. Uh, let's take bow, a break. Bow, bow, bow. And why don't we do chronological or Scrooged first? <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, Scrooged. We'll do Scrooged first. We'll take a break and be right back with Scrooged. While the global media is focusing on the aftermath of the global financial crisis, debating on whether global warming is scientifically sound or merely a political stunt, or reporting on citizens around the world toppling cruel dictatorships, I want to know why they're not focusing on the big issues. Is chess a better label than Sun? Did Richard Thompson or Britney Spears do a better version of Whoops, I Did It Again? Is Lou Reed or Van Morrison a grumpier old man? Do you think you two are a crap band? Do these issues matter in your life? They matter in mine. That's why I host Love That Album, a podcast based around music minutia. Join me, Morris Brzezinski, as every fortnight, myself and a guest host will dissect a favourite album right down to its bare bones and discuss some of the latest music news. You can find the podcast either on the blog site lovethatalbum.blogspot.com or at lovethatalbum.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com or just type in Love That Album, or one word, into iTunes. If your heart pumps to the beat of a Keith Moon drum fill, then I'd recommend you see a cardiologist. Failing that, you probably care about music passionately, in which case, join me for Love That Album. And you won't even have to drive your car into a swimming pool. Well, I want a new baby for Christmas One with long, pretty hair So I can stand and kiss her And I know I'll never miss her Cause she will always be there Now I don't want this old baby for Christmas Santa, you know she's not true She kissed me on a hayride And take me for a sleigh ride And turn my white Christmas to blue Oh, well, the people are happy at Christmas time The children are jumping all around and I don't want to be left out on all of the fun. So Santa, don't you let me down. You hear that, Santa? Don't even do it, Santa. All yes, right. Soccer. We're back. I got some uh, some mint brownie ice cream. Yeah. Mm. I like that. You know, the older I get, the more I like mint. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm not as down with, like, the uh, 
like uh, milk chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah, some like dark chocolate flavor with mint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it lazy that when I'm at home a lot of the time I just like leave my fly open so I can piss faster? All right, our first movie of the day. <clears throat> God, this ice cream is rich. Um, Scrooged from 1988. Oh. Zom, why don't you talk about Scrooged a little bit here, and I'll take the lead. Cynical, selfish TV executive gets haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. So this is a Richard Donner, better uh, maybe best known as the well, he did Superman, right? Um, Dick Donner, mm-hmm. old Dick. He did uh, Lethal Weapon too. All right, or right Lethal right. Weapon. I don't know if Another he did Christmas Lethal movie. Weapon. Donner must like Christmas. Any yeah. Christmas in Superman? I don't remember. I Every this. day's Christmas if you're Superman because you have X-ray vision. Oh, Merry Christmas, Bush. Yeah, um, macho man. <laughs> Step into it. Step into it. Um, your your macho man sounds a little bit like uh, Tommy Wildfire. <laughs> Tommy Wildfire Rich. <laughs> heading on down the whole high weekend. You heading on down the whole high weekend on bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's Austin Idol was a little mm. how you say uh, I don't know whatever it sounded like Vince and Stone Cold and Obama and all the others yeah except for his Dolph his Dolph was pretty good um Scrooge 1988 now this stars Bill Murray god damn I need to stop eating god damn um, also has some, uh, some Karen Allen action. She's some, a cutie. I like her. Now, yeah, me too. She smoked too much. Like she's got the light. She had the little lines around her mouth. Now, yeah. um, we got <clears throat> Bobcat Goldthwait. Now a, uh, a super famous director. Uh, we have another appearance by Carol Kane. Probably maybe a little cuter in this movie than she was the first time we saw her in the last detail. In the last detail. You didn't like her tits. Nope. I probably still nope. wouldn't have in this movie. Nope. Um, um Michael J. Pollard is back again. Maybe the third appearance by him on the show. Yeah. 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 Uh Robert Mitchum. Very first episode ever of all time of Silver and Gold he was in. Oh. I think we've so. had Mitchum before. No, 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 no. I'm saying that was he was in the first episode. We did the, in, the Yakuza. Uh, he was in our first episode. Yeah. Well, he was also in... Um, Dead Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jarmusch. Yep, yep. Which also had a Lee Marvin. Well, it didn't have Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin, a guy that looked like Lee Marvin, directed it with bushy hair. <laughs> um, a and son it, of Lee Marvin. Well, come here, Mary. And it had... Um, and, and as most uh, Bill Murray movies do, Jan, uh, John Murray, his brother. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it now? That's a younger. I think he's young. I think he's a little bit younger, but they're they're pretty close. Yeah, before I knew who he was, he was in some kind of like a um, a teen movie or mm-hmm. something like that. That was kind of like a what John Cusack nope. would be back in the day. He's and older. I was like, he's older. Man, five that years guy old. looks like fucking Bill Murray. I remember he's older? him. In, That's uh, weird. He's five years older. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody I thought somebody I looked up the other day was born in '45. Actually, he's younger. John Murray is Maybe Brian Doyle. Murray is probably older. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's who I'm thinking of. John Murray. I don't. Rec- I don't. 
I don't remember which one he is. Brian Doyle Murray is the one I'm thinking of. He's the one that he's older. He's he's the 45. Okay. So anyway, Scrooged is uh, just a retelling of um, the Christmas Carol. Um, Dickens. They make a Dickens joke. It's really hilarious. Part and um, and after watching this, I have to say maybe I just don't like the <laughs> the Christmas Carol story very much. Um, I was surprised because I've always heard how awesome this movie is, and the only th- parts I'd really ever seen. I guess I'm spoiling kind of what I feel about this movie. The only parts I'd ever seen for whatever reason was the annoying Carol Kane parts where she keeps punching him in the face, which I did not find funny at all ever. And I didn't find it funny when this movie was new and I don't find it funny now for, I just, I hate that. I hate that middle part of the movie. Um, it kind of, it really drags it down for me, but Bill Murray is pretty great. Um, he's always great. And when I say pretty great, he's not as great as usual because and not pretty. He's, He's not definitely pretty. not pretty. Definitely not. I feel like he, I don't know. Something about Murray wasn't totally on board in this movie. Yeah, He's, it was just kind of like you could kind of tell that um, you know he he always does the kind of deadpan or the yeah. uh, the dry deadpan kind of a sarcastic shit. But I think that he was doing it because he was in this movie. <laughs> you know, he's just like rolling his eyes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he liked this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, John Murray's not really been in any uh, Bill Murray movies. I was thinking of Brian Doyle Murray. Um, Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray. Um, so <clears throat> the movie starts and uh, we uh, we get some pretty awesome like commercials and stuff. That's how the movie starts. Um the Night the Reindeer Die, starring uh, the $6 million man, which is pretty cool. I love Lee Majors. <laughs> Lee Majors coming to save Christmas. There's a there's a, a, a siege on Santa Claus's house, and, the, and, and Lee Majors is there to machine gun them all away. <sighs> pretty funny. Um, there's, a, there's a little commercial, and it's for this fake channel called IBC, and we are establishing the fact that the youngest president, uh, network president ever, just makes trashy television and stuff. The youngest president of network television ever being Bill Murray. Um, they have a show called Father Loves Beaver. Um, now, I thought this was actually a pretty funny. Oh, joke. God, I just saw a fucking mental picture of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Loves it. <laughs> Dad loves beaver. <laughs> um, he's, he's in the kitchen with holding a big beaver by its back tail, that big <laughs> flat jack back tail, and the thing's going, <laughs> like trying to bite him. <laughs> it's, it's trying to curl back up the tail to bite his hand. Yeah, he's it. naked. <laughs> Watch the dick. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I did, no, you did it. I did really like at uh, when they're showing the preview for the Christmas Carol they're going to do on the show. Um, they have Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim, and this, you know, which is pretty funny because Tiny Tim was near crippled, but Mary Lou Retton's fucking doing gymnastics down the street. You know, street. for somebody who was kind of cute when she was in the Olympics, boy, she's kind of and 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 she lives like right, uh, probably only when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived her hometown, and um, she. When she was training and everything, she went to Texas. Well, apparently she moved back here, mm-hmm. and she just kind of—I don't know, man. She, she the older she gets, the less attractive. She's on uh, all these commercials around here. Does she get a little just, pudgy? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. short and fat. Her, her whole family is just really short and fat, even the guys. <laughs> well, her mom's not. Her mom 
is short, but she's like one of these women that was even when she was like goddamn fifty or sixty years old, just goes to the gym all the time and her just really in good shape, but not attractive or anything. She just you know, but the rest of them are just short and fat. And the oh, and you have uh, what's his dude? Uh, what's his face that as Scrooge in the network version? Um, what is that guy's name? He looked drunk all the time. Um, the old guy. God damn it. He did the the he played um, uh, John Forsythe. No, not John Forsythe. It was no, it was Buddy Hackett as Scrooge. Oh, Buddy Hackett. Yeah, Buddy Hackett. <laughs> what did Buddy John Forsythe play? John, um, John Forsythe was the 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 guy Lord. that was the head of the network from the old days, and he came back and he was like an old. Uh, oh, he played. He or oh right 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 yeah he played the old and golfer was, with the wasn't he char he was Charlie on Charlie's Angels but you never saw him oh, there you go I um, feel it in my fingers and he was in Topaz by Alfred Hitchcock uh, let's see uh, you learn uh, stuff on this show this isn't just <laughs> stupid like poop humor yeah. and the reason I say stupid poop humor is because I mean at the next break I'm gonna have to take a shit and I already <laughs> shit before the show started and it was only you know what's bad is when I ran in there to take a shit when I was flipping my hamburgers I was like okay while I'm in here flipping these hamburgers and putting the cheese on them I better take a shit <laughs> so I did and then I was like god damn it this is gonna be like one of those ten wipe mud butts <laughs> and it wasn't it was like a three wipe and I didn't even really need the third one <laughs> it was, it was a dry, awesome. just a dry like sandpapery wipe for the yeah, third it felt one. mushy yeah. Um, I really want to see uh, Bill Murray's version of Scrooge with the terrorists and the highway marauders and everything. <laughs> He's showing that when it, when it opens, we have all the network executives sitting around there kind of previewing their their new lineup for the next season or whatever. And Bill Murray's just infuriated. They're all disgusted. He doesn't like Father Loves Beaver. and um, But he shows them his idea for the trailer for... Uh, for Scrooge, <laughs> there's just fucking like guys leaning out of cars, firing machine guns. There's a plane exploding. It's really ridiculous. But uh, um, you know, I, I like the I like the I like this first part of the film where they're establishing Bill Murray's. I mean, he is it is over the top bad guy. You know, it's beyond a Scrooge. Like he, anytime he's gonna fuck somebody over, he'll do it. Um, you know, his secretary who or his assistant. I, I don't know what her actual position was. But um, he just walks all over her. He makes her um, go through a list of people that he's, and he basically he's only chosen two Christmas presents. He's sending he's sending a high quality VHS recorder to the people he wants to brown nose and some kind of like cheap monogram towel to other people. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's like working. What was he doing when she was he was he was halfway paying attention to her and she's like, what about so and so? He's like, towel. What about so and so? Towel. <laughs> towel, 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 VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just halfway paying attention. Well, he gives his brother a towel. Um, the uh, and I, you know what else I, I felt was missing from this was a lot of Bill Murray's ad libbing. You get it a couple times, in where you, you get the feeling of it a couple times. But again, like I don't, I don't know that he was all the way on board with this. And a lot of people think this is, you know, they 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 feel it's like a a classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yep, like, like the part where he he burps and and says "pardon me" while he's in the middle of a sentence. I feel like that might have just been there, and he they just left it in. Um, but 
And there's, you know, later in the movie when he's kind of talking to people um, in the, I guess, the climax of the film, he, uh, I feel like some of that might have been kind of just him playing around too. But for the most part, it just seemed like he was just kind of going point A to point B. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, this is when you get to see Mitchum, and Mitch, <laughs> Mitchum's pretty funny in this movie. He plays himself pretty much. <laughs> he doesn't look as bad as he did in uh, in Dead Man, but uh, he, <laughs> he's um, he's very straight faced, but absurd because you know he's he's got this apparent this wife that just has cats everywhere, and his idea he's he's kind of losing his shit a little bit. I think he's the I don't know if Bill Murray's the president. I don't know what this guy would be. He's the he's the head honcho where he kind of makes the final decisions on all these TV shows and he thinks it's a good idea to uh start making more animal centric uh shows because he's heard a report that animals pets are watching their pets are popular and pets are watching TV. That's so he, stupid. <laughs> he wants he wants more things focused on cats. And there's actually a kind of a funny payoff when they show the mouse and his cats are up on the TV screen and then he kicks the shit out of one of them. Um that was funny. <laughs> uh, let's see. The uh, but uh, I, you know the maybe maybe this could have been another ad lib part uh, on Bill Murray's part, but when he uh, when when his his secretary is arguing with him about needing some time off, and she's like, "But I'm no the wanting to work late," and she's like, "But I made the appointments two months ago," and he's like, "I care," in this really funny <laughs> high pitched voice. Um, He's just a jerk to her. He walks down the street and he makes fun of some uh, street musicians. Did you notice one was Miles Davis, by the way? No. Yeah. You know, I think I read that, though, now that you mentioned that. I didn't notice it when I watched it. I had to look it up, but when he walked by and talked about, like, some, you know, it being some bullshit version of a song or, like, amateurs or something like that, and one of the dudes, he had the long hair and the glasses, like, was that fucking Miles Davis? Which is I just watched the thing last night. They have a trailer for this... um, uh, like the set, and it came out last year, but it's Miles Davis. It's uh, from like 1960. It's like mid-60s maybe mm-hmm. uh, when he toured uh, Europe with his quintet. And um, they have three full-length concerts on three CDs and then a video. They have like some video that's nice. like real rare of, that, of those concerts. And um, I'm going to get it. I'm, I would like a copy of that as well <laughs> <laughs> it's on the, the trailers on youtube we were looking up some uh old school musical stuff like uh buddy rich cussing out his uh his band <laughs> which was funny as shit um and the, somebody put a comment on there because he's like you motherfuckers because he's going off on him behind the stage about mm-hmm. how they they uh, were uh, fucking up the uh, the song and everything, and somebody <laughs> put down on there. And the bad part, because I mean, he cusses them for like seven minutes straight, calls them motherfuckers and everything else, and calls them pieces of shit. And um, somebody put a comment on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and the bad thing was this this fucking asshole was a martial arts expert. <laughs> so even if you wanted to do something, you could. He just had to be polite about it. Yeah, he'd play you like the fucking drums. Um, Beat you like a bonga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, some more, some more. Uh, uh, Murray being an asshole, where he steals the car from the, the cab from the old lady, and he just kind of makes a face at her through the window. Um, his secretary shows him a picture of some old lady, and she's like, "Who? Who is that? She's pretty." 
<laughs> it was pretty funny. But the um, there was some hot nipples <laughs> at one part where he's uh, he's on the set of his new Scrooge thing filming and um, the costume dancers. For some, yeah, he had these dancers and the, all of them had these super low cut things. And this one, the one chick they were talking to, her tits were so huge that her her nipples were actually peeking out over the top. And he's like, you know, I thought that was pretty good. Um, Yeah. So you get the Scrooge story then after we uh, establish for a long time. uh, (laughs) Murray is the Scrooge character. What is his name in the movie anyway? Um, Frank Cross. So, yeah. After we realize that Frank's an asshole, he first has his first, I guess, quote unquote, hallucination. And he sees his old network executive. Um. Uh, what's his face that we just mentioned a second ago? John Forsyth, uh, Lou, Lou Hayward. Hayward. Um, Lou Hayward had some pretty good, pretty good makeup. He shows up in like golf clothes and like his. Yeah, it took me a while to realize who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, you kind of had to totally go by the voice. But later on, they sh- they actually do a flashback and show him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's kind of cool because he's he's pretty much just like a zombie. He's like the but like I, I thought it was cool how his chin skin was rubbed off. <laughs> you see his <laughs> his jaw sticking out and. Um, you know, he's, he doesn't really have eyes. Like he picks up his sunglasses and there's just two empty eye sockets. And, um, he's, that's kind of the pre-warning that some shit's on the way. Um, you have, uh, then you have the, the different ghosts, the ghosts that you have J- David Johansson, who really looks like a cross between, uh, um, I don't know, Tom Waits and, uh, <laughs> what's the dude's, um, what's the dude's name that, Ron Perlman. So if you look yes, at Ron yes. Perlman and Tom Waits had a baby, it would be David Johansson. Um, From Butt Love. But, and I don't know how much makeup they actually had to put on David Johansson's cool. teeth. I, st- I feel like he might have had some shitty looking teeth. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, I liked his part. I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool, especially when they go back in time to like 1968 and Bill Murray has the most ridiculous <laughs> hair I've ever seen him with. They give him this like almost like mullet thing because he's still just as bald as he was in 1988, except. <laughs> It's just super long in the back. I guess he's supposed to be like twenty years old, but because he was just starting at the movie at the movie station, but his hair was absurd. I loved it. Now the you know the guy I was thinking. Of, okay, now which Murray brother did you say? I thought I thought John, John Murray. Murray. I don't even know if he is a okay, Murray brother. Honestly, the guy I'm talking about was um, Brian Doyle Murray. No, Joel Murray, and is he, he in the was movie too? yes, and okay. he was just in. That God Bless America. He was the main guy in God Bless America that Bobcat directed. Oh, wait, is that yeah. he's Bill Murray's brother? And he looks, if you look at him, he looks wait, like a Murray. Was he the one in National Lampoon's Vacation eating watermelon at the campground? I think so. Bill <laughs> okay. Murray, John Murray, Brian Doyle Murray. This was a Murray fest. Yeah, it was. Wow. There were some Murrays in this. Okay, John Murray is not in Bill, the Bill Murray movies, as I was saying, but he does play his brother in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, his younger brother. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and Brian, Brian Doyle Murray, the older brother, he plays uh, 1940 or 1950, whatever, dad. He plays Bill Murray's character's dad. And brings meat home. Gives him five pounds of veal for Christmas. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) You know what? Actually, you know, as like looking from a kid's perspective, that kind of sucks. That would be a horrible gift for a kid. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, as an adult right now, like this Christmas, if somebody gave me that for fucking Christmas. That's probably expensive too, right? Hell yeah. Fuck it. Food. That's my hobby. Yeah, mine too. 
Um, I don't think I'd like veal very much, but yeah. Or how do they kill those? Like, there's something weird. Oh, oh they they keep it's them in disturbing. a little dark box so they can't yeah, move around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, make sure her nipples are covered up, will ya? Yeah, you got the dumb scenes with the the network uh, sensor. Yeah. She keeps saying, oh, shit. I guess that was kind of funny every time she almost gets a wall dropped on her or something. Um, and that's, you know, the uh, Murray doesn't change a whole lot but when he keeps seeing the ghosts. Um, pretty much he's just kind of freaked out. And he keeps going back to his uh, former sweetheart uh, who played by Karen Allen. She plays Claire. They had a relationship in the 60s and they drifted apart for because he was, you know, moving up in the ranks and didn't have time to be a, a hippie tantric sex asshole with her. And, um, he just had time to be a capitalist asshole by himself. And he, um, you know, it's gotta, gotta change the past, whatever. Uh, but the, the homeless people that he meets up in the present thinks he's Richard Burton. That made us, that made me think of our show. Too. <laughs> um, <laughs> he does a bad Richard Burton, which is pretty good. Um, now I feel like, Michael Pollard dies like pathetic deaths in a lot of movies. Am I wrong? Because <laughs> you see him later in this movie, and he's, he plays a homeless guy, one of the homeless guys, and so does the mom from Throw Mama from the Train. She's another one of the homeless people that thinks he's Richard Burton. But you see Michael Pollard later on, and he's dead. And I feel like, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, have I, I've either just remembered seeing this part before, or if I like, feel like Michael Pollard dies kind of pathetically in movies a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, Bonnie and Clyde. At the very least, maybe he should have died pathetic death. <laughs> He's that yeah. kind of guy, like meh. Little um, elf face. Yeah. He could play an elf. I wonder if he, he ever was, he, he, he loved the, the green. Really? Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is he still alive? Michael Pollard's still around? I think so. Okay. Um, The, uh, yeah, then we get to, you know, the part with the gro- ghost of Christmas... Uh, present, yeah, present. That's Carol Kane. I really don't. Just, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of like when he goes and sees his secretary's family and stuff. That was all right, I guess. But she would be horrible to fuck because I just imagine she would just screech. Well, does she always do that annoying, like lispy kind of thing that she did in like Princess Bride and stuff? <sighs> Is that her voice, or does she just do that? Uh, that might be her voice. <laughs> uh, oh, I just almost threw up. <laughs> Me too. The um. The, des- the design of the Ghost of Christmas Future, I thought was pretty cool. It had like a television face and stuff. That was kind of yeah, I like right. that one. That was that was was that the one where when they opened the cloak up? Yeah, and there was all the faces yeah. behind the ribs and stuff. And you got this side story, the whole thing where he he had fired Bobcat Goldthwait earlier in the film for kind of questioning him. So you have this you know kind of unfunny scenes of him giving blood. He's been unemployed for a day and he's already homeless. That was and, unfunny. Yeah, like the whole thing where they would just. Yeah, follow him around, and uh, it, I was surprised that Bobcat was so unfunny. Oh God! But I wonder, were they trying to keep this? Well, I was gonna say maybe a little bit more uh, light uh, as far as no, no uh, way. This movie's dark as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just because they talk, you know, he gives he he gets that tantric sex book, and I wish it would have been a little bit more raunchy. Yeah, or something. Yeah. It's Some missing t- something. Some titties instead of just nipples. Dan it's, it's PG thirteen, I think. I mean, it's you know, mm-hmm. it feels like a PG thirteen instead of an R. Although it might be even rated R. I don't even know. I can't remember if they drop. That's eh, right, rated PG thirteen. 
If this was R like trading places, it would probably would have been better. Um, yeah, I said Claire really needed to lay off the cigs. She has bad lines around her mouth. Uh, the there's some funny sound design. I thought when Murray keeps looking in the robe of the Ghost of Christmas Future, and you hear like the the tortured people screaming. It's like he opens it up. And it's like you see his face glowing. I thought that was pretty funny. And the um, when when he finally kind of has his turnaround and starts, he decides his thing is going to be blow raspberries on everybody's belly. <laughs> He's like, that's my thing. I'm going to be doing this to everybody. Um, let's see. She's just upholding the law. It's a federal law, not just a state thing. What the hell is that? Oh, that's when he made out with some chick on TV. You're like boating a marlin. Oh, that was a pretty funny line. <laughs> that might have been a that might have been a Bill Murray line. He when he's picking up uh, picking up uh, Karen Allen and carrying her onto the set, and he's like, "Whoa, you're like boating a marlin." And um, I don't know. I mean, just not after finally seeing this all the way through. I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan. And maybe it's the story, and I don't know. Something about it didn't click. I mean, I'm a sap, so I got a little dusty-eyed at the end when everybody's singing, but... Oh, I got dusty-eyed. and I mean, they even made a joke about it when he goes to <laughs> see when he's a kid, and he's sitting on the floor watching TV, because, I mean, boy, did that take me back. Yeah, well... You know, it did really fucking... It's like, I just remember, you know, when you're a little kid, and you're sitting right in front of the TV on the floor, and your parents are reading the newspaper right. or something, or, you know... And when he, t- he says something about his brother, that kind of got me a little bit, too. When he says, he says, my brother got me this. And it was like, you know, he holds up the present on TV. Yeah, that one got me too. So um, anyway, let's hear what, let's hear if you have anything to add. Well, I'm kind of like you. I mean, you know, it's, it's worth a watch. I don't think it's something, honest to God, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll go back and watch this again. Like uh, I watched it a couple weeks ago and then we decided we were going to review it. And, and uh, I thought, okay should I watch this again? And I really didn't want to. I mean, it's not like I was like, Oh my God, that one part was so funny. It has its mo. It has a a few moments here and there. Um, you know, this story has been redone a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I had my druthers, I would go and watch one of the, uh, the, you know, more serious versions of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know this is a comedy and everything, but, um, it just it, it it misses more than it hits with yeah. the comedy, yeah. Uh, and and or some of the comedies just kind of eh, like lame. Um, I don't know. It's not going to be like on my uh, any kind of favorite list or anything. And as far as even Bill Murray movies go, I, I uh, you know it's just kind of it's just kind of in the middle, just kind of nothing special. I'm curious how, what Murray thinks of this one, because I know he's like come out before and said, you know, how he feels about certain movies. I know he didn't really, I know he's not proud of the fact that he was in the first Charlie's angels movie. And I know he wasn't, (laughs) he liked that paycheck. though. Yeah. Well, that's why he did it. And I think he's not really a fan of like Garfield doing the voice for that. God, that was fucking brutal. Yeah. I saw that at a theater because I was dating someone. (laughs) Uh, but Shaped good head though. I'm curious, in the theater while all the kids are awesome watching Garfield. Head. She was a trooper, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm curious what Murray would think of this movie. I need to look that up and see if he has any opinions on it. So, but anyway. um, 
the, I, you know, one of the more interesting things is, um, now this is of course, like a lot of the stuff's all practical effects too, as far as the, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, the ghost and shit like that. Um, but, um, it's also one of those ones that, like you said, with Miles Davis and Mitchum and people like that. I mean, it, it, I if you look at the cast list, I mean, like Jamie Farr. I don't even fucking remember him being on it. Uh, but like uh, Paul Schaefer and um, uh, there's just – it's one of those ones where they just throw people in there, like give them a bit part here and there. Yeah. So it's Who fun the to watch. Who Jamie sort of Farr in this movie? Clinger. Jacob, Jacob Marley. Oh, he played uh, – the TV version of Jacob Marley, right? Didn't he play Mar like Marley's Marley's ghost in maybe maybe in, in the t- in the when they were recording the TV show? Like he didn't really have a speaking part. You just saw him. But I think just because it is a uh, you know it's a Christmas it's one of those ones as a Christmas movie and people will trot it out once a year. Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I feel similar about this that I do uh, Christmas Vacation. I've never really liked Christmas Vacation all that much. The only thing I like about Christmas Vacation is when they go into the uh, Chevy Chase takes his son into that place and that really super hot chick with the with the great cleavage <laughs> is behind the counter. I and still that's about, uh, I still make the the. It's nipply outside joke <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, there, I love parts of that movie. There, the, the yeah, there's part, parts of it that are good. Like, like I, he, lo- I love the rant when he's talking about his butt when his boss that like no, no good blah blah blah. He yeah. gets so goddamn fucking pissed off when the lights won't come on <laughs> on the house because I have literally gotten that mad. And if if somebody would video, that's what I told my mom about my dad when he has like road rage because I've been in the car with him. I said one of these days you want to set up some kind of video camera and videotape him because I've done the same thing. You go on this fucking like almost like a rant or a tirade and you act like a complete and total fucking psycho. And if you like two or three days later or something like that, if somebody showed you a videotape of yourself, you would be ashamed and feel like because <laughs> yeah. I would hear it at home by myself. <laughs> yep, you know? yep. And the dogs are like running and scared and shit. You know? like, <laughs> oh, damn. Fucking idiot. But um, this movie's just, a, it's just kind of like a down the middle, blah. You yeah. know, uh, I, I'm really surprised that, it, that um, like I said, with all the talent that's in it, that it mm-hmm. did hit a little bit more on the, um, on the comedic front. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Bill might have been sleepwalking. Or, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was smoking a lot of pot then. Um, I don't know. I let's rate it. I give it a. I give this a five point seven five. It's a little better than average. Just and I probably attribute all of that to Bill Murray. If anybody else, I mean, there was a lot of people in it, but anybody else could have been anybody else, and it would have been the same. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's this is a this is a better than average movie on Bill Murray's performance alone, and even he feel like felt like it was kind of phony. Yeah. Get in a few times. So five 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 five. If, I'll tell you what. If Lee Majors wouldn't have been in it, I, I shit myself because I, I, I don't think I. I told you I, I felt like this is one I had probably seen, but I don't think I had ever seen it. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching it, when Lee Majors came on there, I was like, "Holy shit!" Fucking Lee Majors was like one of my heroes when I was a kid. Nice. I love Lee Majors. I wish he would have done some more uh, good movies instead of that one where he is a steel worker and freezes up when he almost falls. And the Viking movie which sucked. Okay, well, let's take a break and come back and do hopefully a better film, uh, 1983's Trading Places. We'll be right back.
talk to you about something very important today. That's outside the cinema. I know a lot of you listening now enjoy the film world. Boy, outside the cinema covers all kinds of good films. If you're looking for the classics, perhaps you're looking for a good old Nazi film where the Nazis torture and rape everyone in sight. Or giant monsters crawl from the sea. Or perhaps an Italian film where Edward's finish takes her clothes off for no apparent reason. Or a renegade bikers just do whatever they damn well please. Perhaps even occasionally turn into a werewolf. Then Outside the Cinema is your place to go. That's www.outsidethecinema.com. Outside the Cinema, your source for cult movie discussion. song called Christmas Card from a Hooker in Minneapolis. <laughs> God damn, gotta love David Cassidy. Yeah. All right, the next film of the day. Scrooge. Wait, no. Training no, what? <laughs> Not again. God damn it. That's the uh, ghost of Christmas past come to life. Trading Places, 1983. This is directed by John Landis. Yeah. Yeah. Now we sound like Jake McLarge. Did you ever notice he does that all the time? Does he? Never noticed. Yeah, yeah. Does he yeah. do? A, does he do some show or something? Should I be listening? Did you know that he crossed the border? I, I saw that. I was surprised. into the Great White North. I was talking to that one fucking guy um, <laughs> with the kids that lives up there. Uh, uh, yeah, Bill. They, huh? Bill. No. No. Uh, um. Whatever, um, Jacques. Oh, right, Jacques Rougeau <laughs> and Ramon, <laughs> Raymond, R- Ramon. Yes, Raymond, his wife, <laughs> the uh, the fabulous Rougeaus of Toronto, Canada. I saw that. I saw that he was because uh, 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 Will mentioned on the show that they were eating dinner or something. So yeah, they they took a road trip up across the uh, I guard the Canadian border. Um, had a good time too, from what I understand. I believe they were uh, uh, um, having a discussion about if MMA. Uh, <laughs> MMA. MMA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, it had something to do with uh, if okay, and you need to pose this question to Jane. Okay, if you and vice versa, if you got a sex change, would you two stay together? And if she got a sex change, would you two stay together? If she did, no, because what the what the question was, if 
Jake got a sex change, would Will still have sex with him? <laughs> I don't think I could, I don't I don't think we would stay together if she did because that's you know that's we're going in opposite directions then. <laughs> I don't I don't think I, I think that would be a deal breaker. Really? What if she had a really nice big dick? <laughs> well, I'd have to think about it then. Um. Anyway, uh, trading places, nineteen eighty three. Yeah, change that subject. <laughs> Cast starring Denholm Elliott. Um. Who? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> this is starring Dan Aykroyd, and for but some I don't reason, have that first name. For some reason, on IMDb, Eddie Murphy is not even listed on the initial list. Of would you not? If your name was Denholm Elliott, would you not fucking switch it around and 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 call yourself Elliot De- Denholm, which is probably what he did. He's probably his name was Elliot Den Denholm, and he probably was like it'd be more interesting if I switched it around. <laughs> it's like Tommy Rich is Tommy Richardson. He has well, he has three three. Been rich he has a, a last name as his first, and then two first names. He's Denholm Mitchell Elliot. So Mitchum. I, I would like if I have a kid, I'm going to name it Mitchum. Mitchum. Now, that would sound stupid with my last name, Zom. Mitchum Zom. <laughs> Mitchum <Just> Zom. Stupid. <laughs> um, this See, is, I do this and I'm not even drunk. <laughs> I'm not amazing. drunk today either. Um, also starring a bunch of other people, Don Amici. Or, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, also in Oscar and Cocoon. Um <laughs> The um, he's an old guy. So uh, I'm going to let you take the lead here. But uh, trading places. Um, <clears throat> let me get the voice. <clears throat> <clears throat> a snobbish investor and a wily street con artist find their positions reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires. So it's like fiction because there's no callous millionaires in the world. <laughs> no, no, there isn't at all. This I, is just as relevant today as it was back then. Yeah. Um, I, okay. One of my notes is actually it bugs me that there are rich assholes that act just like this. <laughs> yeah, but they're good rich people too. Um, <laughs> clean, clean, clean. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Um, okay, here's what's going on in this movie? See, um, Dan Aykroyd is one of these people for me that. Um, I don't know. It, it it just depends on what he's in because okay, like when he was with John Belushi, he was mm-hmm. usually always the um, Belushi was the funny madman kind of a guy, and Aykroyd almost he has these weird kind of characters that he plays. These kind of uh, you know he he. As far as a comedian, I don't think he would ever be like a stand-up or anything like that. Yeah. But he 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 portrays a lot of times like odd or over the top. Like if he's going to play a snobbish guy, he does it well. He's almost like a non-physical physical comedian. Right. He doesn't. He's not going to fall down stairs, but he has a, a way of holding himself. Mm-hmm. To look awkward or funny, you know, he's good physically, but not like you know, athletically phys- physically. Right. Especially now because he's fat. And as there's fuck. a lot of times when I was <laughs> when I yeah, there's a lot of times when I was a kid, I would be like, you know, w- watching a comedy, and I would be like, 
you know, well, Dan Aykroyd is, he was on Saturday Night Live and he was supposed to be this comedian and everything. But then when I would watch him, I'd be like, well, he's not that funny. But I don't, but I think he's more of an actor and he, and he, like I said, he takes on these characteristics and he amps them up. Like even in uh, 1941, uh, when he was like the tank commander, he was always reciting like the, you know, the, the M4 tank has a muzzle load capacity of this, that, da, 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 and all this stuff, and these all these facts and everything. And but that's like more like just the character he's playing. He's not the kind of guy that you're gonna just fuck it. Now there's a couple times where I laughed, and it was physical comedy stuff, like when he was dressed like Santa Claus and he goes, yeah, <laughs> 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 this fucking stupid ass looked like white. Uh, I don't know what the flamingo shoes or something on. But anyway, that's jumping ahead. Um, so in this movie, he is um, this rich, snobbish guy, uh, and you know they all go to the country club or a private club and um, sit around smoking cigars and drinking brandy. And uh, um, that's one one line from uh, the movie, um, the hunting party that reminded me of Whorehound Weekend. <laughs> is they were sitting in this bar and um, they bring over this. Uh, like Serbian or Bos- Bosnian brandy. And Terrence Howard tells the young guy, he says, you know, they say when you're drinking that Bosnian brandy, the devil just sits in the corner laughing because he, you know, it's like, you know, you start drinking that shit and it's like <laughs> J and B at horror hound, you know? And, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, <laughs> but I know the one devil that sits in the corner laughing <laughs> from Canada when people start drinking that shit. Um, so, uh, now you have the two Coke brothers. I mean, uh, the Duke brothers. Well, you shouldn't even say Duke brothers because, you know, down around your area, the Duke family. Uh, have, yeah, exactly. So anyway, you have these two asshole brothers who, uh, um, Basically, are billionaires, and um, now back then they might have still said millionaires, but nowadays, you know, millionaires oh, aren't yeah. as big of a deal as billionaires. It had to have been millionaires because I think by the end of the movie they're ruined, and it obviously wasn't billions that they were losing. Right. So, so they. Oh, um, spoiler alert! What? <laughs> um, you just killed the whole thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, he he's uh, like their kind of uh, Wonder Boy. Dan Aykroyd is these two uh, rich brothers, Wonder Boy. He he uh, works for them, but he's also super duper wealthy. Has this uh, you know really tight ass um, rich bitch uh, um, socialite kind of. Uh, chick who had a pretty slender model like uh she looked good in uh brawn panties if yeah. you like tall slender model like uh chickies uh and she's she's kind of one of those ones i think she would be like the uh, super duper snobbish chick who would probably stick her tongue right in your butthole um <laughs> so that's all right and um uh nah she might be well i don't know whatever i don't want to go anywhere uh, but so anyway um he uh denholm elliott is his butler and his manservant and everything. And um, so, I mean, they'll be, like, getting naked. How, how fucking awkward would it be to have a butler? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I think it would be weird. Like, I mean, like, when I get up in the morning, I want to fart. TV with some shit. I, I want to fart. I want to scratch my dick. And I don't want to have some, like, stuffy British dude standing there looking at me while I'm doing it. They would be lucky if they were my butler because I'm here by myself. And I'd be like, hey, man, you want to watch this uh, fucking <laughs> Philip Cox versus 
Dick Murdoch and <laughs> sit there and just eat cereal and laugh make, about how Dick Murdoch probably hung black people from trees. Yeah, and, yeah, it was, and Killer Carl Cox's initials are KKK. Anyway, <laughs> um, so let's see. The, the the whole gist of the whole thing that's you know trading places is the name of the movie so what the, the these two rich guys they they're they almost are like gods like omnipotent gods and that like uh odin that want to play with people and say okay well if we do this what would happen but they're actually playing with people's lives like when people want to take away like medicare or or may or, or uh, the minimum wage yeah. or play with people's lives and um so anyway they they find Dude, this seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour is plenty. Yeah, that's all. I mean, it's even less than what people made uh, adjusted for inflation from like nineteen sixty three. But that's all right. <laughs> so anyway, um, Eddie Murphy is a kind of a con street person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they decide. Uh, well, well, the one um, uh, Ralph Bellamy has this theory of. Uh, I guess like nature versus nurture. Uh, if you take anybody and put them in a certain circumstance, like a privileged upbringing, they will. Yeah, you got to you got to take away their money and take away certain luxuries in their life, and they will resort to crime. And you can take a common person who may have resorted to crime and give them money, and it could turn them around too. He and Don Amici is like, oh, that's all bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he's more of the uh, uh, pedigree, the uh, uh, pure blood, uh, you know, aristocracy kind of a thing. You know, it, 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 And his idea is if you're born into it, it's because you had that in your genes, in your blood, and you can't learn uh, being a rich fuckface. So – they decide to destroy uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, uh, and uh, f- kind of the, they they have the principal from the Breakfast Club, and I like that. That guy's a fucking he's pretty awesome actor. He is funny. He is funny. Yeah. Uh, and and um, kind of um, do something to where they can actually just uh, totally destroy. Dan Aykroyd's not only financially, but his credibility and everything. And then they're going to take Eddie Murphy, who is this uh, street guy, and they're going to give him a break, give him this awesome we, break we for meet, no reason. We meet Eddie Murphy. He's rolling around on a cart with his knuckles. like He uses these little like padded things that he pushes himself along and uh, he, asking people for money and stuff. And it was pretty funny when a guy pushes them out of the way. and He's like, how would you like a stomp up your ass? <laughs> That was all right. Anyway. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like when he went into his blind mode. As soon as he saw the cops, he's, he, he starts doing Ray Charles head thing, you know, like, a, hey. And um, so they, um, there was a, there, there are several, to me, there, I don't know if I would say iconic scenes in this movie that are funny. And one of them is when Eddie Murphy is in a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy's like you, motherfucker. You ain't got no limousine. Yeah, I, I laughed the, when Shit. I looked up the guys, uh, the two guys in the prison cell. They're credited as big black guy and even bigger black guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, brown sugar. Anyway, um, so, and then he said, but Eddie Murphy called one of them a big Barry White looking motherfucker. <laughs> that guy did look like fucking Barry White because he had he had like um. 
I don't know if it's like Jerry curl in his hair, but he had his fro like slicked back. <laughs> Big Barry White looking. Yeah, he did look like Barry. It might have been fucking Barry White, you know. So, um, um, they, I thought the turnaround. Okay, right at first, they take Eddie Murphy to basically to Dan Aykroyd's house and say, "This is your house now. This is your butler." This is your money, everything. And it was kind of funny because Eddie Murphy goes into the um, into his street mode almost like by instinct and starts pocketing ashtrays. <laughs> he's like, so this is mine too. And he just sticks something in his jacket as he's getting ready. And Aykroyd, um, he ends up with a big old black eye. And, you know, uh, so the, I always, I like the, 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 uh, the, um, interior uh sequences or shots where they're in these uh like big private uh club because i was thought man it would be it would be cool to have a place like that to hang out where you just go in and smoke cigars sit around and eat the paper and drink brandy and stuff have no worries you know we sort of have that now Mm -hmm. except we have to like actually work and you know and and instead of smoking cigars and drinking brandy i just cry yeah it's pretty similar (laughs) It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. We get we get a whorehound and you know act <laughs> stupid. Um, so um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. Another iconic part of this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis's tits. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. And I told my friend Randy last night, you know, that I had watched this and everything. And I said, you know, and I will stand by this. Man, I'm telling you what, she had glorious tits. Those things were. There's nobody can argue. I don't think that those all were, at that time, perfect titties. They they were perfect, and 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 when this movie first came out, uh, this movie and the movie Perfect with her and John Travolta, mm-hmm. everybody was in awe because you know you'd seen Jamie Lee Curtis like in Halloween. But she was just kind of like the average everyday girl. Nobody knew what lurked underneath those clothes. <laughs> and it was like, holy f- – it would be like if the girl in high school that you were just kind of like, eh, she's nice and everything. But I really don't – you know, I'm not interested. And then you find out she has like the most incredible body ever, but it's all always just hidden. So it was like, oh, my God. And I thank her to this day for showing me her awesome body. Uh, now, from the neck up <laughs> – <laughs> First of all, she annoyed the fucking shit out of me. In this uh, movie? Yes. Okay. Because when she uh, – she must have said, Louie, fucking 5,000 – you know, what, what are you doing over there, Louie? Come on, Louie. Okay, Louie. Whatever, Louie. Come on, Louie. You got a temperature, Louie. And she chews that fucking gum, which is so <laughs> annoying. Okay. Now she has thin lips and kind of an overbite. I think she's – in her own way, I think she's good looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, not many girls can pull off the short hair, and and you know, but that's she, like Halle. She does Bear. look better with short hair. It becomes like her trademark. Yeah, I th- always thought she looks better. Like when she's in Halloween, has longer hair. It's just kind of like you know. But um, I like the one uh, when she first meets him, and she takes off her fur coat, and you can just see right that shirt is so sheer and tight that you can just see right through it. She might as well have been naked. That was also awesome. Mm-hmm. And when he was sick uh, because he fucking stood out in the fucking rain and shit, uh, and she just takes her clothes off and gets into bed. And she and and this was back in the uh, the high waisted thong. 
where they pull the thong up to their like fucking rib cage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, that's one big part. One huge part of the movie is Jamie Lee Curtis's body. Um, now, Aykroyd, I like how one of the funnier parts is he's so straight-laced in at the beginning with his clothes, his hair and everything. And then they have him wearing the most ridiculous fucking shit these these just rag yelp <laughs> his like his like pimpy zoops zoot suits yeah like old fucking the polyester plaid or, suits and shit yeah it looked like a woman's coat or something and the santa claus outfit was just fucking awesome because you talk about billy bob thornton and bad santa this was and, and like you said about Ackroyd, the physical comedy like he sticks like a big giant salmon or something <laughs> It's like it's a smoke. Yeah, it's a smoked uh, some kind of smoked salmon where it looks that, it's pink, but it's you know you eat it almost dry. And then I almost kind of forgot about it. But then when he's drunk and he's on the subway, and he, turns <laughs> up, he, he pulls that thing out and it's going through the beard and it's got hair. It's <laughs> he's like, just it's, like gnawing out like a caveman, like. And he's eating the hair and everything, and he, and he's so fucking shit faced. And, and uh, like when uh, when uh, <laughs> Eddie Murphy sees him, and um, oh, what the fuck's his name in this? Uh, Win- Winthorpe. He's like Winthorpe, Winthorpe. And, and Dan Aykroyd just turns around, and he's so fucking drunk he can barely stand up, and he just goes. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the movie. Oh, that me. was really funny. I saw it when I was a kid, uh, and uh, at the beginning when he goes. Bellies. <laughs> the stock market. I didn't know what pork bellies was. And he's like, hmm, pork bellies. Um, I thought that was funny. That was when I was a kid. I thought it was funny. Um, so I thought that Eddie Murphy's transition is <laughs> fucking lightning speed. It's a little too neat. Yeah, he goes right when he goes in the house, he's still in the con, uh, uh, you know, street survival mode and trying to steal shit and everything. And then in like two seconds, he's picking all these stocks and giving them, well, this is a reason why this will happen and this is a reason why. So I guess they were saying, you know, he's clever and uh, the, in some ways they're making a statement that it's like in uh, in Batman when uh, Bane goes into the stock exchange and the guy goes, there's no money here. There's nothing for you to steal. And he goes, then why are you here? Because you know they're just rich people stealing and they're just using their cunning and their wits <laughs> to make lots of huge money, whereas Eddie Murphy was using his wits, the same skills basically, to you know just to get by, you know, getting – calling people on the street uh, um, so I guess that they're, they're doing but you know they only have so much time in a movie so I mean but his thing was a little bit too lightning quick yeah uh, now um, they get to and, and I think Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd's kind of uh, at first she just is going along because she says that she wants to <sighs> I don't know. I mean, she feels sorry for him. I guess it was just a little bit too, too cut and dry and too quick. Yeah. Because all of a sudden she doesn't even know this motherfucker. Somebody gives her like a hundred bucks or something to go over and kind of make him look like shit. And then all of a yeah. sudden she's like, "Come to my house, Louis. You can stay with me, Louis. Okay, take all the money that I've saved up, Louis." <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay. you know, this is a little bit too, too kind of stupid. Uh, but it's a comedy, so yeah. you go with it. Um, the the Duke brothers are are dicks, and there was a very racist 
laugh out loud moment for me where Eddie Murphy, he's going along with the Dukes and, you know, at first he doesn't trust them, but then he's like, hey, you know, I'm showing him what I can do. And he kind of falls right in line with the rich, snobbish, assholeish thing. But then at one point he's smoking a doob in the fucking uh, – the 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 fucking uh, stall in the in the men's room, and they come in, and he pulls his feet up, and when he when when Don Amici cuts loose with the N word, the look on his face, I was just like, jeez, <laughs> honest to God, it was, I was like, I fucking, yeah, it just it even caught me off guard because I haven't seen this in so long. What was it a, a look like someone farted in church? Yes. <laughs> what exactly. was the, What was the line he said? Uh, I feel like to, I wrote it down to the effect of like uh, well he said nigger, but I don't remember the exact. I don't. It, it, yeah. The one saying to the other one, you know, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, here's your here's the dollar that you won, which proves that if you take anybody and put them in this situation, they're going to thrive and blah 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 blah, and um, and he goes, well, you know, about bringing Winthorpe back. And he goes, ah, Winthorpe, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't remember what it was, but he said, well, so are we, are we keeping uh, – what the hell was – what's his face's name? Billy Ray. Are we keep? Are we going to keep Billy Ray? And he goes, are you – something to the effect of <laughs> we're going to have an, you know, an N-word like we would ever have an N-word. Oh, yeah, yeah like we'd ever keep it. Yeah, yeah. Running this company or something like that. Yeah, that's and, what it was. Yeah. And that, that was the look like, what the fuck? You said fart in fucking church is right. <laughs> uh, so um, then at that moment, Billy Ray is kind of like, okay, I see now what's going on with these fucking assholes. And he's going to uh, uh, try and try and uh, kind of get back at them. He's he's He doesn't... It's not necessarily that he he wants to um, help the rich guy Dan Aykroyd because he's not he doesn't want to give up. He but he's like okay they fucked him over they fucked me over we have something in common the the uh, you know and what is it the enemy of our friend of our enemy blah 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 whatever <laughs> so <laughs> goddamn smoked salmon um, but. They hatch this plot, and this is another iconic scene. Uh, the f- iconic scenes to me were the jail cell, Jamie Lee Curtis's tits, and the 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 uh, the train car room. And <laughs> so they dumb. Had sting. Like it's almost like the movie The Sting, where Eddie Murphy, when he comes in, he's dressed like this African. Uh, Prince or something. Oh my god! That was so fucking funny. I was ready to piss myself because dude, it's, a lot of the movie, I was like, okay, there's funny parts, but there, you know. And then when he gets in his stride and he's like beef jerky, booboya, 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 ha, Eddie, New Year, and <laughs> like that that was fucking funny. And then, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you 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 won't see a guy in black, a white guy doing blackface with dreadlocks anymore. And let, maybe on Saturday Night Live, you might get something close to it. That might be the only place, but I doubt it. <laughs> and and um, you, you, they exploit Jamie Lee Curtis's tits a little bit more. And um, thank thank the, thank the Jesus. Now you get you also get uh, uh, they throw uh, Jim Belushi a bone early in his career. Oh no. I think this is pretty much after John Belushi died because they did Animal House 1941 and Neighbors. Mm-hmm. And 
he did that one where he was the serious one where he was the reporter. Would John Belushi have gotten a career if his brother didn't die? Uh, you know, as far as, as far as a straight actor, he's not, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, well, I mean, if, if, uh, it's hard to say, it's hard to say because I mean, you know, he, he, he did have some talent. I don't think he was, he was nowhere near the comedian. Yeah. John Belushi was, but as far as a straight actor goes and having straight roles and shit like that, you know, he he was all right. Uh, like about last night and uh, fucking uh, Red Heat or whatever that one was with Schwarzenegger. And I mean, he's been in some good stuff. Um, now I forgot that was him. Yeah, but um, so it, you know, and there's there's a spoof with a gorilla, and so it gets it gets zane toward the end. Yeah, it does. And so um, you know. Uh, I still um, – I wish at the very end we would have gotten more of a close-up of Jamie Lee Curtis in the white bikini. You kind of see her from far away. Yeah, waving in the air and stuff. And I, I was kind of like wanting to see see that because she did have a hot body. But she did annoy me. That gum-chewing shit and that fucking calling him Louie and, and, you know, come on, Louie. And she kept like <laughs> a snake work accent just drove me fucking berserk. So anyway, what what are your thoughts? That's about all. I don't want to, you know, fucking spill out the whole – everybody's seen this, but, you know. There was a pretty awesome microwave or toaster oven thing at the beginning that was fucking like the size of half my bedroom. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It looked, I don't know what it was, but the, the butler guy was using it. Um, the uh, <laughs> One of the lines that the dude says, it, and I, I was like, I, I, it's, it's again, and Sammy said it on our Facebook group, it's a different time uh, when one of the two old guys says, like, of course there's something wrong with him. He's a Negro. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, the, the court of blood technique, that's from the... <laughs> <laughs> That's from the jail cell. That was pretty funny. The um, when, we, when we was growing up, we wanted jacuzzi. We had to fart in the tub. What when was he that? Was karate fucking moves. <laughs> because what was funny was all the shit. That, it was funny watching him do the fucking karate shit. But if you watch Shaw Brothers kung fu movies, he, <laughs> every one of those things that he does is something that you know. Even the facial, the <laughs> facial expression, shit like that. Yeah, he was funny. The um. Uh, yeah, that 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 dude made me want to go back and watch Breakfast Club again, Mr. Beaks in the movie, but um his name what was his thing in, in what was his thing in Breakfast Club about taking the bull by the horns or something when you when you've taken the bull by the horn or when yeah, you yeah. face the bull, you expect bull. to get the horns, something like that. Get yeah. the bull, son. <laughs> <laughs> and he said something like, uh, "You you got two chances or something." Instead of holding up like his index finger and his middle finger, he holds up like the hook'em horns, <laughs> the bull horns. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Beaks, 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 Beaks. Uh, Paul Gleason. He died. He died of possibly asbestos poisoning. That sucks. Um, let's see. Uh, what a rack on the chick waiting for Billy Ray upstairs. Uh, they have, when he has a crazy party at his house, I like that scene when he goes to the bar, like to prove everybody wrong that he actually is rich, and um, the two the two big dudes are there. For somehow they got out of prison at the exact same time he did, I guess, <laughs> and they're cool with him now because he has money. But um, they all end up at his house dancing and stuff. And that's when he gets pissed. That's his instant turnaround. He goes from shady dude to don't mess up my house, and then the the woman with giant tits that for some reason he just tells her to get out. Um, Another racist line. They are a very musical people, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love, 
I really like like my favorite maybe moment when with Eddie Murphy could have been when he looks at the screen when the one dude's explaining what you can use that you can use bacon on a bacon lettuce tomato sandwich. He's like bacon like like you would use on a bacon lettuce tomato sandwich, and Eddie Murphy looks right into the camera like what the fuck. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, let's see, Curtis tits, jiggly pink dress, damn. Uh, <laughs> I like how the old assholes had a bench in their elevator so they could sit down to go down like one floor. Um, the let's see, Ackroyd is drunk Santa eating the smoked salmon through his beard. <laughs> that was so gross, but it was the, the 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 best part about that was not just him doing it, but the two ladies that were sitting right across from him, disgusted. just watching him in disgust. Oh, uh, it was funny. Oh, and then the awesome. Mr. Beaks, Mr. Beaks line that I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. That was pretty good because he he's kind of the in part of the whole story of. He's helping the two old guys keep this ruse alive and helping them. He he's kind of their undercover guy, helping them do their shady shit, their insider trading or whatever. Yeah. And and yeah. he was like, uh, it, the, I noticed one thing about it. Like in the old movies, if somebody was like a cheap detective or something like that, they would wear have a suit, but they'd have like black shoes and like white socks, and that's kind of how he was. <laughs> yep, yep. He looked really low budget. He was for some reason that just made me think of a an Enzo Castellari movie with Franco Nero where he plays like a low budget detective. God, low what was budget. the name of that thing? Cobra or something like that. I'd have to look that yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember that one vaguely. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's about it. I, I, you, you covered a lot of it. I, I, Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm, I'm glad her tits are in it. Um, I didn't really care for her otherwise. Her acting um, wasn't. That's a, no. Now, like I said, I, I know she was trying to be like, uh, kind of, Cheap and uh, like Philly cheap ex- hoe, yeah. yeah. But it, it, uh, I'm not sure her acting is very is that great. I I don't remember her and I remember her like I said, imperfect. And and one of the lines that we always laughed at was when with all this you know earnest and everything, she looks at John Travolta and says, "What's so wrong about wanting to be perfect?" And and you know, so I don't really remember that. Uh, like a lot of other stuff she was in, so but it just seems like maybe she's not like a really a really good actress. Well, she might not be. And the, you know, the um, the I just totally lost what I was going to say. Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, I guess a lot. I guess it's gone. Let's see. Jamie Lee Curtis. Nope. All gone. Oh, Philly. That's what I was going to ask. So I was I was curious why it was set in Philly of all places. It seems yeah. like. I don't know if Landis is from there or something because the guys trade in stocks and you think maybe it should take place in New York. Yeah, you know, until you just say, okay, I remember all the statues and everything when yeah. they showed kind of like around the city. They show and the so Liberty Bell, they show the Rocky statue, yeah. But then I was thinking that it was the New York Stock Exchange. And they go, well, they go to, the, there isn't, is there a stock exchange in Philly? It has to be the New York Stock yeah. Exchange. That's the only one there is, isn't there? I think so. I don't yeah, think yeah, because, well, I mean, Philadelphia is not super far. No, it is. Like they, I mean, they definitely could have driven, but I was curious why it was even, why even have it take place in Philadelphia? Why not just have it all set right around New York? I mean, it could have been the. Ex- I mean, who even knows where it was filmed? I don't even know if it was filmed in Philly, outside of the Rocky statue and the Liberty Bell they showed. So, but uh, you know, Ackroyd, Ackroyd is. Uh, I I like him a lot. I mean, everything I see him in, I'm okay with. Um, I always I always go back to Gross Point Blank. I really like the character he plays in that. Yes, and that was when he was older. I th- I actually think he got better. Yeah, as he got older, you know, and fatter, and and, 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 and uh, he played Ray in Ghostbusters, and you know he's good in that, and you know he's he's a good second guy. 
Yeah, but do you, I don't see him as like a like a main. Yeah, he's not a Chevy Chase. A he's not a Chevy Chase. He's not a Bill Murray. He's well, well, there you go. He he's he's the guy that goes along with Chevy Chase and spies like us. So. Yeah, uh, that's another good one. And you know, honest to God, if you look at him in Ghostbusters, Spies Like Us, this movie, uh, like I said, nineteen forty one, he's sort of plays the same kind mm-hmm. of guy, the geek, the kind of a geek guy who knows like a lot of facts or who's like yeah. really a, ner- a nerd but really intelligent or something like that what, you know what landis gotta, one, yeah. what landis does very well in this is keep eddie murphy from running away with it so it's not the eddie murphy show with dan Aykroyd. it still manages to be a story about both of them at the same time which i thought was pretty good because eddie murphy is a lot funnier to look at than than uh, Ackroyd, but they, they we managed to keep up with both characters pretty well. Yeah. What it what doesn't what it falls into is the same pitfall that so many '80s comedies fall into, where we got all the funny shit out of the way for the first hour and ten minutes. Now we need to wrap the story up. So you're just like, what? You know? And and if you look at like um, Forty Eight Hours or Beverly Hills Cop, I mean Eddie Murphy. They, I mean he just was allowed to cut loose in that, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was awesome. And in this, you get like chunks yeah it's not like they just let him you know uh but i mean i guess because they have to this is pretty still early on this is before beverly hills cop i think and before you know definitely before coming to america and all this stuff that he was the star of the film so this is this is right after this is right around delirious probably before raw so yeah before he got super huge so anyway we can get into rating it so you can go shit oh my god (laughs) i have to rate this one fast um Seven, I'm I'm right there. Seven point two five for me. I I had unlike Scrooge, I have seen this one a lot. Nostalgia might play a part into it, but I was laughing through the whole thing. I thought it was. I mean, still think it's funny. So it's you know good solid eighties comedy. It's raunchy enough. It's got nudity. It's got lots of f bombs and racism and all the stuff you'd expect from a from an eighties comedy. So or a decent eighties comedy. So. Awesome. Yeah, I, I I had seen it. I don't think it's like I said, forty eight hours at one time. I could probably recite the whole goddamn movie uh, <laughs> and and uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. This one was one that I didn't see as much, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a few times. Um, so I forgot a lot about it. Uh, but it's still funny. It's just not. It's not like like I said, like Beverly Hills Cop or um, forty eight hours to me. With you know Eddie, as far as how funny Eddie Murphy is and how funny you know he just rules the fucking movie. Yeah, uh, those were fucking hilarious. This is uh, a couple of steps below that. Sure, sure. So, but it's still funny. Yeah, you know it is. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's take a break and come back and we'll do some feed sack. Shit break. We'll be right back. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. 
So come and share the victory. If you could f- any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. voicemails this week. I think they might all be Christmas themed. Maybe. Alright, let's stop that fucking song. (laughs) And uh, flip over here to the first voicemail. And this is from Bad James. Now, Bad James, I apologize. I have done the breaks um last minute the last couple weeks and he sent us a, he sent us a couple songs and uh, uh right around thanksgiving i've just fucking forgot him to forgot to play them every time so i need to i'm gonna add them to the show very soon so um so here's the uh voicemail from from bad james Gold. This is Bad James here from Australia doing a pathetic impersonation of Bad. I just thought I'd call in and ask you what you thought about doing a podcast where every week you have your listeners call in and pretend to be famous actors. Wait, what? I know I would find it slightly amusing in the beginning, but in the end... When everybody's doing it, it kind of was a bit thin. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm sure you appreciate all the feedback you receive. Although Zom doesn't show much appreciation, because all I can do is hear him yawning and sighing whenever <laughs> the first males are playing. I mean, he's probably doing it right now as I speak. You, you are doing it, sir. That is very rude. I don't like hearing <laughs> all this dissent towards your listeners. You have to take back our city, our podcast. <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. I wanted to really talk to you about the Dark Knight Rises. Uh-oh. Personally, I think it is the weakest of the three films. There you go. But I did find Ben to be quite an interesting character. His voice is a strange dichotomy when you lump it on top of a muscle-bound freak. (laughs) That would be quite a disturbing character to run into, I would imagine. But the movie itself was rather lacking and... Was fraught with plot holes. <laughs> but you know, these things just happen, and you can't maintain that kind of high octane thrill for three whole movies. You have to expect it to drop off sometime. But anyway, I shall not rub it on any further. 
I just thought I would call in and be a dickhead and talk like a fuckwit for a little while. <laughs> but anyway, keep up the show. I'm still listening. I need another mask. This one's a bit tight. <laughs> but anyway, keep up the show and I shall talk to you soon. We will take back us. I can't stop saying that. You know, the best part of the movie for me, of The Dark Knight Rises, was when I said, well, not me, because I'm doing an impersonation, but <laughs> when Bane said, I'm crushing this blade right at the start, it was very cool. The minute he said that, I thought, I really like this character. He is very cool. That was a really cool fucking song. So keep it up, Silver Gold, and stop sighing, Zom. I can hear you. I don't <laughs> want to hear that anymore. <laughs> Bye, boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bane. Thank you. Whatever. Whatever. Who's that? I don't know. All right. Next voicemail. To as little as 6.9%. damn it. Next voicemail. Um, this is from... It's a special celebrity reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas, the silver and gold version. Don't worry, Loaf. It's a condensed version of the story. So I got to open this in a different player because Justin had to get fancy on us. Fancy schmancy. Ho, 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 <laughs> Merry Christmas. The Cinemascus Justin O'Brien has brought a magnificent treat for the Silver and Gold Christmas special. Now, I've obviously contacted many a celebrities to call in on my phone. Yes. Uh, the show, uh, this week via recording, because we don't want to get cut off in this monumental uh, experience, this monumental reading of Twelfth Night Before Christmas, the silver and gold version, I, I, I've gotten the best of the best. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, to read to you the silver and gold version of The Night Before Christmas, Twas the Night Before Christmas, I should say. Uh-oh. Academy Award winning <laughs> actor and the man who will drive you. your old crotch women around. No That's right, folks. <laughs> Morgan Freeman! It was the night before Christmas. That's Morgan Freeman, okay. (laughs) Not a creature was stirring because, like Zom, they're all fucking old. The (laughs) anal douches were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that the cinemascist would soon be there. The listeners were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of Henry Silva and Dolph Lundgren (laughs) danced in their heads. And Zom and his Zubaz and Loaf waxing his mustache, awaiting for Slash Stallone to call in with his backlash. <laughs> when out on the Facebook group there arose such a clatter, Zom and Loaf sprang from the seats to see what was the matter. Posts of blue waffles and mutilated discs whisked by in a flash, enough to make Zom sick and the group to crash. A rash <laughs> on the breast of the newly uploaded pick, surely we make all sewing gold miners sick. When what to Zom and Loaf's perplexed eyes should appear, a group of degenerates reacting with cheer. With an upset stomach already initiated by Hormel's chili, <laughs> Zom flees the group, leaving Loaf alone willy-nilly. He quickly deletes the post and invites Zom back, who responds by calling out fans with ornery flack. 
Now CD on, now Death Rattler, Jake and Cinderella Pooh, on Will, on Sammy, clean this mess up on cue. To the message boards, to the fans' personal pages, to tell them all to start acting their ages. Now back to recording a show nastier than Snooky. And no, Justin, they won't review a movie about a killer fucking crew. <laughs> they cover two films ranging from Artie to Sleaze, doing it all for the fans who will certainly be pleased. I'm cutting this shit short as I'm busy being Morgan fucking Freeman. All of you combined aren't as powerful as one of my semen. So Merry Christmas to <laughs> all and to all a good night. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to fuck a woman who's real tight. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Morgan Freeman. Give him a round of applause. Man, that that, that was just merry. Like it was Justin. jolly. It was it was perfect. Um, that, you know, I, I I can't think of a better way to then spend Christmas with silver and gold. Merry Christmas to all, and certainly to all, a good night. Hey, Justin. Oh, let's play it again. Goddamn. I'll play it again. Yeah, I mean, okay. I thought that was Bane. I thought it was Bane again. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that was good. Good, good, uh, yeah. That's yeah. A good, good little poem. Morgan better Freeman. Than, better than I could do. Yeah, we can fucking, fucking uncanny. <laughs> it's un. Yeah. I, I could have sworn that was a 75-year-old black man talking to us just there. Mm-hmm. Next voicemail. Hey, Silver Ghost. <laughs> this is the message, though. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and again, it's Christmas. I'm going to be sitting in my mansion with my family and my good friend, Jason Staple. And fucking, <laughs> we have a big meal, fucking turkey and potatoes and fucking... All kind of gravy with vegetables. <laughs> fucking steak for me cause the potatoes spots. <laughs> what the fuck's that all about? He's crazy. He's fucking got all these funny European words for shit. I fucking, <laughs> uh, it's fucking funny, man. He's a good fucking guy. You know, last year he fucking gave me a person like, yo, Steve, what the fuck is this, man? He's fucking... Gave me these little vials full of liquid that look like you fucking put a needle in, inject and fucking. I, I'm like, oh, whoa, man, not fucking taking no heroin and shit. He's like, hey, Sly, it's not heroin, fucking. You just fucking put it in. You fucking, you feel good. You feel pumped, man. Vitamins. I fucking, I did, man. I felt really B12. pumped. Yeah. Whoa. That is some fucking good shit with everyone. I don't know. But yeah, my muscles were real big and fucking strong <laughs> and fucking for a good fucking time after that. You know, and fucking so we eat all this food at Christmas and feel a little fat and fucking and then we work out for like five hours, man. We just fucking <laughs> strip down to our underpants and fucking you know, just fucking work it. Work it real hard, get muscularly fucking muscular. Yeah, it's fucking, you know, it's fucking, I get all excited thinking about it. I can't wait. It's my, uh, that's my Christmas present. It's fucking just a good fucking workout, man. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a good Christmas that's listening. I fucking wish you all the best of seasons. Greetings from Sly 
to you, my fans, silver and gold. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking make sure you work out on Christmas Day like I do for like five hours. You feel, you feel good, man. You feel fucking pumped, man. Yeah. Ugh. Beautiful. Thank you, Sly. Next hey. voicemail. Hey, Silver and Gold, it's Emily. Um, Ooh, I think it's Justin. I think it's good. I think Justin's get, he's giving us a Ring of Honor report a bit. I saw Justin went to Ring of Honor. I mean, Emily. Um, first off, before I say anything relevant to your podcast, I have to tell um, Dom what Cam Giga was in. Um, that would be burlesque. And if I find out that both of you have not seen burlesque, I will not be happy. Have you seen burlesque? The fuck is blessed. I think Cher is in it, and uh, uh, the chick that was like blonde and skanky and hot and skinny, and then got kind of big, and nobody likes her anymore. Uh, fucking uh, Aguilera. What's her yeah. Face? Yeah. yeah, I never liked her, no matter what size she was. I, uh, I haven't seen. That. I haven't seen that either. All right, sorry. Continue. Uh, you sure review it, because that would be hilarious. Uh, anyway, also, Ring of Honor, um, I wish I could give you a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, informed recap. Uh, I am sober now, because it's Wednesday night. Uh, however, I was also sober at the end of Ring of Honor, which is why this phone call is a little late coming. Um, but regardless, good time, as always. There was a triple tag team match, which was cool, except guess who won? My least favorite wrestler is the Briscoe Brothers, and I know... I. <laughs> Fine, they might be good wrestlers, but I just hate their fucking. Uh, their because it's the um reminds me of the the Bushwhackers. That's what they remind me of. Only um they also have Confederate flags. I don't think they had them out this time, so that was good. Um, but yeah, lots of good times. There was um stuff that happened, including lots of fear. Um, ladder match at the end with Kevin Steen, which is always fun. Oh, and beginning. Oh, okay, my favorite new wrestler I've decided is the little scrawny guy who dresses like a lumberjack and is about my height. Um, and for some reason, the last two or three times I've gone, he's never in the televised part of it. He's only ever in the, like, pre-show. And he fought this guy who was in this fabulous velvet um, and diamond-studded bathrobe called God's Gift. Uh, and he was just kind of a joke, and that was over quickly. But the little guy came in and, and kicked his ass, and I want more of that little guy. So that's my um, ultimate uh, official recap of Ring of Honor. Oh, my nachos are burning. Bye. Nachos? She must be heating up some nachos, like doing the whole, like, mm. like cheese on the chips in the oven. Melting them. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, you know, sometimes I like, uh, used to be, I I hated the ones that got soggy oh, with the, the cheese. Oh, so good now. Those are the best ones. Yeah. The best part. There's the ones pl- on the very bottom. There's this place called Moe's. Do you have Moe's there? Southwest Grill? Oh, Moe's. Homos, uh, Moe's, West Virginia. We don't have that. No, Moe's, I know. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Or if you did, they would all be strung up on fences. Um, Moe's is like nachos? A, a big burrito place, but they have a they have this nachos. Oh my god! I every once in a while I'll get them because I just crave them, but I feel like I want to die after I eat them. And I know it going in <laughs> that every time I'm gonna feel like shit afterwards, and I eat them anyway. So nachos. Isn't it funny that that's what we got out of Emily's voicemail? Um, next that was voice. <laughs> next voicemail. Hey, Sylvain oh, Gold. Did I just play that? Um, next voicemail. Hey guys, it's Chris B here. We've got a crap Scrooged story for you here. Um, a couple of years back, uh, 
me and my work colleagues used to go to a pub quiz at a local pub. Um, one of the questions, the answer was Scrooged. I can't remember what the actual question was. Um, and when the guy was reading out all the answers, uh, he said Scrogged instead of Scrooged. <laughs> and we all laughed at him. What a dick. <laughs> Scrogged. Scrog. We used to call that like, wasn't that like fucking? Or was that getting drunk? I can't remember now, but it was like when we were in school, high school, getting yeah, scrogged. Scrogged? Funnier than the Or I, I scrogged her. Maybe that meant fun. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know that one. It was well, stupid. Scrogged is funnier than the actual movie. Next, voicemail. Silver and gold. This is The Rock calling in. I really don't know who this is. I mean, besides from Los Angeles, California. Now, I'd like to ask what you think of my new trailer, Pain and Game. It doesn't matter what you think about my new trailer for Pain and Game. Mm-hmm. I heard Bizarre tearing into Michael Bay's masterpiece Armageddon the other week. I will not take that. <laughs> Michael Bay is a genius. Pain and gain will reach the millions and millions of the rock fans all over the world. It will break box office records. You will smell the sweat coming off the screen. If you give it a bad review, if you diss the rock or Michael Bay again, I'll get a copy of your Prometheus Blu-rays. I will turn that sideways, <laughs> and I will shove it up your woody poo candy ass. If you smile now, what the rock is looking. <laughs> I have no idea who that was. Hmm. Hmm. The rock. Oh, oh, The Rock had a weird accent today. Uh, the, the, Sammy was uh, fucking, uh, he's down with uh, Prometheus. Sammy is down with Prometheus. We're, we're on the same page. He's awesome. Was it you and I looking at the picture when we think The Rock, the, the rock is like really like juiced up now? Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't mean you, but I mean, <laughs> his fucking arms about like, bodybuilding. So. Oh, okay. His fucking arms yeah. look like he's going to explode. You, you know, there's no such thing as natural. I mean, there's natural bodybuilding as far as like if I lift weights and want to look good, but you can't look like that without fucking. I like see. I like The Rock a lot. I really hope he's not just going to stay on. Like, I hope this is not just a thing. I hope it's just for a part, because you know. Being a wrestling fan for as long as I have, these fucking dudes just kill themselves with these drugs like this, you know. I mean, like, well, yeah, and, and you know, these guys just fall apart, and it's not. I hate seeing that all the time. So, I hope he. Uh, I hope it's just for a role. I mean, granted, even if just for a role, it still sucks. But yeah, I hope it's not a lifestyle choice. I hope it's just a career, you know, move. Anyway, next voicemail. Hey, Silver and Gold. This is uh, Bernie Sticky. I'm just taking a tea break at work and eating a mince pie because <laughs> it's almost Christmas. Yeah. Um, just thought I would uh, give you a call. 
and uh, just thank you guys for a year's worth of awesome programs programs podcasts you know what i mean um just you know i really appreciate it i'm sure we all do out here we love you guys um can't wait to uh you know listen to the new show every week you're awesome i love you have a merry christmas and a happy new year yeah that was a lovely way to finish he sounded a lot like jason statham that was weird yeah burn sticky is um in the holiday spirit, Christmas spirit, holiday spirit, whatever. That mince pie. That's bet, my wrong Christmas. I say holiday spirit. I bet mince pie is delicious. What's in that shit? <laughs> I don't know. Mince, mince. pie. <laughs> mince. <laughs> I think mince pie is is a uh, it's a it's like fruit. It's almost it it is good. I've had it. It's it's, it's kind of like they used to say. I'll make mince meat out of that mouse. <laughs> yes, mince pie so, is um it's kind of like. It it's almost pie. tastes a little bit like um, uh, fruitcake, but not as like sugary. Like, is it has there meat kind of, in it? No, no, no. It's got it's mince meat pie. It's got raisins and stuff in it. Cloves, oh. cinnamon. It's good. It's good. I don't know that. Yeah, I've had that before. Okay, mince pie. Well, what's mince meat? Mince meat is just the the meaty fruit that is part inside a mince pie or mince meat pie. Okay. Well, so it's not even meat. So why don't they call it fucking meat? That's stupid. Because well, it's the meat of a fruit, I guess. I don't know. But They're British. What can you do? Fruit. Fucking Spaniards. Um, so cool. That's it for, for feed sack. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. Next week on the show, our uh, we're doing a uh, what was it? The the stash and ponytail double feature. <laughs> um, this is our New Year's show, I guess. Um, our first movie will be um, 1971's uh, Minnie and Moskowitz uh, with Gina Rollins and Seymour Cassell directed John by Cassavetes. John Cassavetes and uh, the second film or I don't know if it'll be second but we're going to do 1974's Zardoz <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah big mustaches big ponytails for next week <clears throat> Again, big thank you. red jock straps. <laughs> yes, yeah. never seen. I've never seen either movie, so I'm excited. I, all I've seen is that ridiculous looking picture of Connery in that fucking slingshot Borat bathing suit thing yes. with his pistol. So I'm excited to see this. So, um, <clears throat> uh, thank you again for everybody for sending us feedback. You can always send us feedback to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred, um, or send us a. Uh, voicemail or emails to silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com uh, find us on iTunes and silvaandgold.com and um, I'm starting this as kind of a I don't know maybe if anybody doesn't have Facebook um, this goes for Gentleman's Guide fans as well uh, silvaandgold.com slash forums so if you want to join up over there I'm moderating it um, just a little alternate place to go uh, feel free to post your nudity and rotten dick photos over there. No problem. It's my own site. I don't give a shit. So, um, yeah, if you want to hop over there too, I don't know if it'll ever blow up. If anything will ever happen, but we'll see. Um, where you know, I've, I've tried to make forum topics similar to the, the various Facebook groups that we're all friends of. You know, wrestling, movies, uh, gentlemen's guide. I gave them. There's one for them. There's one for us. And uh, um. So, and, and I'm open to suggestions too. So, if any of you join up and want to see something different, there's a little section at the top, just kind of a temporary section. So, if anybody wants to see anything added or 
whatever. Um, I'm learning the learning the ropes myself of moderating a forum too. So we'll all have growing pains together. Um, so yeah. So next week we have uh, Zardoz and Minion Moskowitz, and I think that's about it. Uh, Zom, do you have anything else this week, sir? Um, I have a word of sage advice. Let's do. Let's hear it. If you're thinking about going out and and I posted this, but if you're thinking about going out and buying like some guns and a bunch of ammo because they're all going to get taken away, why don't you fucking take all that fucking money, you know, with the four or five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever that you're going to spend on your goddamn gun and all this ammo and shit, and uh, fucking do something good with it, like uh, help some people instead Buy a of fucking, fucking kid. Shit like that. Buy a fucking kid that you don't know a Christmas present. Fuck yeah. My wife and you know, I, we don't went... Don't be a goddamn dumb fuck. We went shopping to um, Toys R Us last week and uh, bought a bunch of like... I bought a bunch of army men and dinosaurs and all kinds of stuff. And we dropped... We you know checked out and dropped them right into the Toys for Tots little bin. So I love doing that every year. It's a fun little, a little thing. So... Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys, I'd like to hear if anybody else does any kind of, any kind of Christmas like tradition you have like that, um, post it up on the group or something. I'd like to hear some different, uh, different stuff you guys do. Um, yeah, we always have fun doing that. So, but I agree. Fuck the, fuck all the, you know, the, the doom, the doomsdayers. Give me a break. Um, so Merry Christmas <laughs> on that note. Happy holidays to everybody. Yeah. Um, until next week. This is Loaf saying ho 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 oot. Ho ho ho. Bye. Bye.